0: Breaking up is hard to do. But when it comes to your wireless carrier, you should have left a while ago. You deserve better. Xfinity Mobile. Break free from the big three. Get unlimited with 5G included for $30 a month when you get four lines on Xfinity Mobile. Prices may vary and are subject to change. Reduce speeds at 20 gigabytes per line. Words are our tools. Well, welcome to the Preaching Points Podcast for this week. I'm your host, Brian Hedinger. And this week we're going to hear from Dr. Alice Matthews as she helps us think about the words that we use in our preaching and the sometimes subtle messages they contain that we may not even intend.
1: Words are the tools we use to express ourselves, to express our thoughts, our feelings, our desires. But, you know, we quickly learn that individual words can have a wide range of meanings, and at times our words also reflect our unconscious attitudes about many things, including gender. We sometimes give offense with our words when no offense is intended. So let me suggest a few practices that can go a long way toward avoiding the danger of using words about men and women that may hurt when we do not intend to hurt. First, it's a good idea when referring to a group that includes both men and women to avoid using the word man as a generic term. Today not everyone hears it as generic. Instead, you can substitute people, persons, humanity, men and women. The New Testament writers were careful to distinguish between two Greek words, oner and anthropos. These two Greek words have uh, different but overlapping meanings. In the New Testament, the writers used aner when speaking of a male person, and they used anthropos when speaking of men and women collectively or of humanity in general. Translators, unfortunately, have been less careful and have translated both Greek words into the English word man. But we ought to reflect the original biblical care by including women intentionally when we refer to a mixed group where the text refers to anthropoi. Second, when referring to people in general, try to avoid using he, him, his. Uh, Change the sentence slightly to make it universal. For example, instead of saying, the average American drinks his coffee black, (laughs) you can simply say, the average American drinks coffee black. Or stay with the third person, but make the sentence plural. Most Americans drink their coffee black. It's a simple shift, but it includes both halves of the human race. Third, you may want to give some attention to occupational terms that have changed over the years. A preacher who still refers to a flight attendant as a stewardess ignores the fact that many men now serve the public on commercial airlines. The devastation of September 11th at the World Trade Center in New York and at the Pentagon in Washington, D.C. reminded all of us that both men and women fight fires and risk their lives to save lives. Thus, we now speak of firefighters and police officers, not of firemen or policemen. Fourth, Give some thought to language that assumes that listeners are only male. For example, a preacher might refer in a sermon to you and your wife while speaking to a mixed audience, and that betrays who your true audience is. It's better to refer to you and your spouse. That includes the women in the audience. Finally, if the minister at the end of a wedding ceremony were to say, I now pronounce you husband and woman, what message would that convey? In such a case, the man would be classified by his role husband, but the woman would be accorded her full personhood. When the minister says, I now pronounce you man and wife, The woman is reduced to a single role in the relationship, while the man is given full personhood. Because a wedding ceremony joins a man and a woman together as husband and wife, it's better to use the correlating terms, husband and wife. There is something slightly shocking about hearing me say, I now pronounce you husband and woman. (laughs) But reversing gender in common expressions can help us develop a sensitivity to gender issues. If these reverse statements strike us as absurd or demeaning to men, then the original expressions may well be absurd or demeaning to women. For many preachers, the female point of view may seem alien at times. But point of view is important in preaching— and you can include all of the people in your congregation as you preach by giving attention to some small details which may have large consequences
0: that was dr alice matthews and thank you for listening to this week's preaching points podcast from the center for preaching at gordon-conwell theological seminary each week we try to offer brief reflections on preaching that will point you toward preaching excellence. Now, if you'd like to hear further discussion on how to preach effectively to women, we focused on this topic in the first volume of Pulpit Talk, our quarterly audio journal on preaching. If you'd like to order Pulpit Talk, please visit our website at www.gordonconwell.edu slash CFP or Center for Preaching. All right, I'm Brian Hedinga, and thanks for listening to Preaching Points.
1: Lunch in the park? Check. Hand sanitizer? Check. Cancer screening? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible XY gateway. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed.